0: Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucchi and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips and tricks, which I normally only share on my property mastermind mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode 166 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share with you what's important to have a pipeline of property deals. I'm going to talk about why you should have a pipeline, how to develop the pipeline and how it helps your mindset as well. Before I do that, let's talk about what a normal investor does. So normal investors out there looking for deals, they eventually find something they like, they make an offer, the offer gets accepted, they get excited, they do all the work with their mortgage broker and their solicitor. And after several months, they might actually acquire that property. Now that's in a perfect world. We know at the moment it takes months and months and months for a purchase transaction to go through. It's much quicker if you're doing a rent to rent or a purchase lease option. But still, it can take a while for the deal to go through. At any point, the seller could change their mind. At any point, the mortgage company, if you're buying, could say, well, we're not going to lend to you. So one in three sales fall through. And with high interest rates at the moment, we're seeing more and more deals than normal actually falling through. So what this means is The average person, they might find a great potential deal. They get all excited about this. Only months later down the line does that deal fall over and they're back to square one. They have nothing. And then it takes a bit of time to start looking for new deals and eventually find one and start the whole process again. Now, the biggest problem with this is that first of all, it takes a long time. It's going to take a long time for you to build your property portfolio, sufficient to replace your income if you're doing it in this very serial method. However, if you have a pipeline of deals, that means potential deals at different stages. Actually, it doesn't matter if a deal falls over because you've got another one waiting, ready to go. And that's also really good from a mindset and a psychological point of view in that sometimes buyers become what we call motivated they're so desperate to do a deal, they do a deal that may not be the best deal. I would like to encourage you to only do the very best property deals. And you know what, if something changes, you could just walk away and you are not emotionally attached to that property because you have so many other potential deals. So how do you create a pipeline of deals? The mistake most people make is once they find a potential deal, They focus all of their attention and efforts on getting that one deal done. Now, I do see obviously the benefits of that. You want to make sure once you've got a deal, you actually get it over the line. A lot of people think that the hard thing is getting a deal agreed. Well, no, it's not. It's actually delivering that deal and getting it completed. However, you also need to make sure you're not spending all of your time on that one property project. Of course, maybe spend about 80% of your time really focused on getting that done, but the remaining portion of your time should be still filling your pipeline with other potential deals. So there are lots of different stages at which a deal might be. You have the initial looking for deals and there are ways of doing it. And in fact, next month, I'm going to be covering uh, different types of software that you can use to speed up your deal acquisition. So Finding deals actually when you know what you're looking for is not that difficult. The problem is most people don't know what they're looking for and there could be a great deal right in front of them. But because they don't have this correct specialist knowledge, they can't see the opportunity that's there. So you need to get training. You need to know what makes a good deal for you in the first place. Then... As well as looking for deals, you need to go to the next stage, which is speaking to either the estate agent or the owner of that property to really find out what's going on for that person. Remember, we teach you should always look for motivated sellers and only maybe 5% of all sellers are truly motivated. So we want to deal with those truly motivated people so we can find their problem, solve their problem and come up with an ethical win-win. If you give the seller what they want, they're far more likely to give you what you want, whether that's a reduced price or flexibility in terms really doesn't matter. But you want to make sure you're solving their problem. So we want to be finding these motivated sellers. The next stage is having conversations with these people. Some people we can help, many people we cannot help. If we can't help them, we put it into the follow up box because at some point in the future, their circumstances or our circumstances might change and they become more and more motivated. And we talked about follow-up in the last episode of 165 of the Property Magic podcast. Follow-up is absolutely critical because most sellers are not that motivated right now, but they become more motivated with time. And Most investors just don't bother to follow up. It's crazy, but it's one of the best things you can do to massively increase the number of deals you actually do. So, We've got some people in our follow-up box, we want to keep in touch with them. Then we've got some people who we're negotiating with, where we're pretty close to a deal. And we make offers, and remember, we don't really want the offer to be accepted. If an offer's accepted, guess what? It means you've paid too much for that deal. So we want to make offers where the answer is no, they reject the offer. And then we come back and say, okay, that didn't work for you, what would work for you? And often just a little bit of an increase actually gets to the point where they're happy and we're happy as well. So you've got some deals you're going to be in the negotiation stages. You've got some deals that are going to be in the situation where you're actually going to legals and you're getting all your mortgage paperwork done. And then some where you're actually completing on the property and handing it over to a letting agent to manage for you. So there different stages at which you could have your property deal. Now, from a mindset point of view, a lot of people get very frustrated where potential deals fall over and it might be after months and months of efforts and suddenly it falls over. Now, that's very frustrating and many people decide to give up at that point saying, oh, I'm never going to find another deal, all this wasted time and effort and they're looking at the pain, the short-term pain, not realizing about the long-term benefit. Remember, when you do a great property deal, You work once and get paid forever. The initial work is not easy. It definitely requires time and effort, but it's so worth it when you look at the long term capital appreciation and also the fact you get paid every single month for it. But in the heat of the moment where deals go wrong, it can be very frustrating unless, of course, you have lots of potential deals where actually, it doesn't matter if a deal falls over because you've easily got another one to go to. This puts you in a much better negotiation situation with the owner as well because you don't become a motivated buyer because there are plenty of deals out there. Now, another concern people have, they say, well, yeah, but if I forget all these great deals, um, you know, and, and they all, all turn into potential purchases. What do I do? I, I can't afford to buy all of them. Well, that's fine. You don't have to buy all of them. You can always stop the process at any time and decide not to buy or you can cherry pick and keep the very best ones for yourself. And the ones you don't want, you can pass on to other people. Now, if you're selling deals to other people, you do need to be a compliant deal sourcer. I'm going to be talking about that over the next couple of months. Um, I think with the way the market is going at the moment, there are going to be lots and lots of opportunities out there. It's never been a better time for you to source deals. That means you get to keep the very best ones, the ones you don't want you pass to other people, and you get paid a fee for that. The problem is most deal sources, they really don't know what they're doing. There are some great ones out there, but also it's very easy to spend a lot of time with deal sources who are just amateurs and wasting everyone's time. So again, You've got to recognize not everyone in the property world is the same. There are some people who do it professionally, many people who do not do it professionally, unfortunately. But if you create this pipeline of deals, you'll get to the situation where you'll probably have more deals than you actually want for yourself. Now, a lot of people who think about sourcing and selling deals to other people they get so focused on that, they sell every single deal they find. And I don't think that's a smart thing to do. You should be keeping the best deals. And even if you don't have your own funds, if it's a really good deal, especially if it's a very profitable one, there'll be lots of money for you to do a partnership with someone else. Someone else puts the money in, you do the work, and then you share the profits. You'll make a lot more money over the long term doing that than you will selling deals. Having said this, you might say, yeah, but I don't really want to sell deals to other people. I don't get involved in that. That's absolutely fine. You don't don't have to do anything. You do whatever you want in your property investing. All I'm suggesting is if you have a pipeline of deals and if you follow up, as I suggested in the last episode of the Property Magic podcast, you will be doing far more deals than the average investor. And one of the things that is a real shame, I see people, they start to get into property, They get excited about the potential, about the way they can replace their income. They start taking action. They start getting some traction. And then a deal falls over or something goes wrong and it kind of wipes them out. It puts them off property forever. And actually, that's such a shame because, as I said earlier in this podcast, investing in property is one of the best things you can do. It does take time. It does take effort. But I promise you from personal experience and the the thousands of people we've helped over the years, it's one of the very best things you can do. And so I really do hope you listen to these podcasts. I do hope you take action. Uh, the problem with these podcasts being free is very easy to listen, say, oh, yeah, that's great. That's inf- useful information. But it's all about applying the information. And this is why people come on our paid training events. You know, often some of the information is similar to what I've shared in my podcast or my YouTube channel. But when you come on a a paid training event, that information is put into a structured and ordered format for you. So it's a step by step, do this, then this, then this. And that can save you a lot of time instead of trying to have to work out for yourself out of all the great free information out there. What do you actually do next? So paid training gives you direction. It gives you focus. And if you've got coaching in there as well, you get accountability. So I do hope this has been useful for you for this episode. Until next time, I encourage you to invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn LinkedIn.